Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Many foods we eat during the holidays are a lot different than our regular diet. There's more sugar, gluten, or the protein in wheat, and then dairy products, and then food dyes, lots of different things around that we normally aren't eating. And this can cause, especially to your sensitive child with autism, some exponential harm to their health and their behaviors. So today, this is going to be our discussion to help you get some education around it, but also help you know what can help a little bit when you're, when you're feeding them during the holidays and also be sure of knowing what to avoid. That's the most important part because if you see your child increasing in stimming, increasing in uh, aggressive or irritated behaviors or poor sleep, it can have a lot to do with the foods they're eating. These foods can bring common allergies, inflammation, and again, both physical and emotional instability to them. They're not really good for anybody to eat, but children on the autism spectrum and with things like ADD or who are much more sensitive to the chemicals just can't tolerate anything more. Their detoxification systems and their detoxification pathways are not as capable as others to handle them. And their brain cells are particularly vulnerable also. 
So things to look out for are food additives. Beware of things like food coloring. Even just the sprinkles on top of a gluten-free cookie can be detrimental. Any coloring that's added to dough. So if you see those bright green, blue, or red doughs, you want to avoid them. A lot of gravies, things you might put on mashed potatoes or any type of gravy have gluten. They're commonly made with wheat flour. Salad dressings, if you don't read the ingredient, can have bad oils like canola oil in them. They can have a lot of uh, gluten products in them as well. And really beware of monosodium glutamate, also known as MSG, and also aspartame, which is the you know artificial sweetener because aspartame and monosodium glutamate are known to be excitotoxic. That means they excite the brain cells literally to death and they can cause aggressive behaviors. So don't underestimate the potential effects of these foods, including decreased immunity to things like colds and flu and increased candida overgrowth, which contributes again to more aggressive behavior, excessive fears, or a decreased ability to focus or cope with external stimuli. And it's vital to protect your child's brain from any further harm during the holidays. You always wanna eat organic whenever possible. The extra pesticides in foods will also cause a lot of health and behavioral issues that you might not have attributed to food had you not maybe been listening to this and understood, uh, because it's really you know important to know we don't want to feed that candida overgrowth or that yeast or fungus in their gut any further because it can actually cause their that to grow more and then it becomes much more of a problem to their immune health because eighty percent of the immune system comes from the gut and there are our neuromat neuromessengers in our gut, like serotonin and dopamine, that will help our brain think clearly and be able to keep mood stable and help us sleep better. So it's very important to take care of the gut and not to add these harmful chemicals into your child's body. One thing I want to talk a little bit about is food coloring. Not really thought about too often and very lesser known to be as detrimental as it is. These are known to cause hyperactivity, asthma, anger, and other behavioral issues, even when they're supposedly approved by the FDA, because that's what's very important to know is a lot of these things are okayed in our foods. The FDNC dyes are not safe at all, and they're allowed to have a certain percentage of lead, mercury, arsenic, benzidine, and more of these heavy metal toxins because those substances substances are too difficult to remove. So the FDA has said that it's acceptable for dyes to contain some of these substances. The FDA themselves have told us that lead damages the brain, yet they're allowing this in our food. These dyes are known to cause asthma, again, hyperactivity, moodiness, irritability, depression, and a lot more. They're used in everything from cosmetics to cereal and soda, and they make these products look good, but they come with a deep price. So a little list of the FDNC dyes and related health issues would be blue number two. It's been known for years to cause brain tumors. Red number two, the most commonly used dye. 
shows an increase in immune system tumors, hypersensitivity to allergic reaction, and triggers hyperactivity. It's also known to cause urinary bladder tumors. Red number three, in 1990, the FDA noted this was a thyroid carcinogen and banned it from use in cosmetics and topical drugs, but it is still allowed in candy, baked goods, and oral medications. Green number three, known to cause urinary bladder tumors as well. Yellow number five, this is a derivative of coal tar. This yellow food coloring is associated with asthma, hyperactivity, and behavioral problems in children. Yellow number six is known to create adrenal tumors and hypersensitivity reactions. Hypersensitivity can be to external stimuli, such as light and noise or internal moodiness, such as irritability or depression. FDNC colors are also in medications and are allowed to contain double the amount of lead as food coloring. So be aware of many of the medications that your child may also be on will, will contain these as well. But these are just prevalent in our society during the holidays, especially. And you know, you might have your child on a really good diet. And if you don't know what, what foods to really start to avoid, I have a free food guide at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods. It's just the number seven and foods with no spaces in between. That link is going to give you the list of, of everything I just discussed, but, um, well, but it's also going to give you more details in them. So you understand why, but there'll be the top seven foods to avoid will be in that list because it's really important to know that for your child's overall health. Now, there are some healthier substitutes that we can look at and some tips for going through the holidays and making things a lot easier. Of course, I'm a big proponent of toxin binders and keeping the minerals in place in your child's body. These will help the detox pathways work better. They're gonna help your child's body to assimilate things as they move through the holidays, but still avoiding these foods is gonna be your best bet. Healthier substitutes to sugar are things like monk fruit or stevia. Now, those are the only two safe natural uh, sweeteners that don't affect candida and you can eat you know, more of without it causing any problems. Uh, it'll be something that's tasty. Monk fruit is really good in as a substitute, almost a one-to-one -one substitute in any baked good. Uh, stevia is a natural sweetener as well. You never want to use again the, the natural substitute uh, or not natural substitute aspartame, the fake one. It excites the brain cells and will often cause a lot of aggressive behavior. So do remember that because I know sometimes we think, oh, we're doing something better by giving them that um, because it's not sugar, but it's actually worse in the long run. Uh, if needed, there are naturally colored sprinkles that, that are colored with things like beet juice or other things that are natural. So you don't have to worry about only having food dyes and everything. They make more and more natural uh, products these days, and there are a lot of options online as well to purchase when you're baking. There are gluten-free flours such as coconut flour, which is a great flour substitute. And uh, organic coconut flour is also found in many health, health food stores and even now on the regular food store aisles. 
Uh, it's become pretty prevalent and it really is tasty. It works really well. It's very nutritious and it's much lower in carbohydrates. Now, remember that food guide I mentioned, it's going to contain this knowledge about why processed carbohydrates are really bad. So even though it's gluten-free, it doesn't mean it's good for you. So you have to be aware of the things that are like super high in carbohydrate or processed carbohydrates that turn to sugar in the body, because then it feeds that candida or that bad bacteria in the gut, and it causes more health and behavioral issues. Uh, there's a really good gluten-free uh, pumpkin pumpkin bread recipe made with coconut flour that I like a lot. And I'm going to link to it in today's show notes for you as well. And a book on cooking with coconut flour. So you can get some other ideas. And of course you can always go online and, you know, even just Google recipes made with coconut flour or know that you can substitute sugar one-to-one -one for um, monk fruit in any recipe and that way it's healthy without the sugar. And you can substitute any one-to-one -one recipe uh, for, again, coconut flour to wheat flour. So you can replace coconut flour with a wheat flour in a recipe. And you can also replace any dairy, because we want to avoid dairy, especially cow's milk, with coconut milk or almond milk. Those are good options. So uh, don't feel like you're restricted too much. There are a lot of great things and they actually taste really good. Um, if you're also going to eat sugar, I would offer these tips. One is for a few days prior to any stressful event or an increase in sugar or high carbohydrate foods, you can add a probiotic. It's, you know, if you're not already on a high quality probiotic, which I will link to one in the show notes, you, they can be really helpful for combating the bad bacteria growth that sugar will cause. Now, one thing uh, that I'll say as a caveat is if you're not already having, if your child's not already on a, on a quality probiotic, then when you start one, you want to start with about half and you want to be able, you know, just give half of one at night before bed, see how they do for a couple of days on that amount before increasing, because it can cause some die off, which is again, I'll link to in the show notes, but when the good bacteria starts to crowd out the bad bacteria, which is what we want, but then the bad bacteria as it dies, releases more toxins into the system. So sometimes you can see an increase in worsened behaviors. So I just wanna be able to say that for sure. Something to support the liver is also important. And uh, I've done an interview with a man who makes some high, high quality elixirs. And one supports the, the liver detoxification pathway elixir, supports both phases one and two of liver detoxification. So, and that again, very starting very, very slowly with maybe one drop a day, never starting two new things on the same day. Give it a few days in between. As we all know, you don't want to, really just overload your child's system very quickly. You want to allow them to have time to assimilate that and uh, for it to start working because those toxins are already backed up in their system. We don't want to have a big toxic dump all at once. We want to have it be a slow and safe process. If you eat sweets with some type of a protein like nuts, then it will slow down the effects of the blood glucose or insulin release into the blood. So it actually then helps to soak up some of that, that sugar, and it doesn't allow it to just go straight into the bloodstream. 
for example, chocolate with almonds is far better than chocolate alone. If you're going to have a little bit of chocolate, have it be the high antioxidant, higher quality chocolate that doesn't have a lot of sugar or other fillers or anything in it. Um, they're, you know, 85% uh, cocoa or higher. Dark chocolate is definitely best because of these antioxidants and the higher fiber content than milk chocolate for sure. Um, also, just a little side note, I mentioned histamines earlier. Chocolate can contain some histamines. So any new food your child eats, you want to watch to see if their behaviors increase at all, even if it's a healthy food because there are some issues with histamines that can cause a lot of increased behaviors as well. Uh, choose candy, again, that doesn't in food, does not contain food coloring, uh, and eat your sweets within an hour to be done with it. This is something where it's better for your system to be than to be dragging it out over several hours. You don't wanna be having your child eat from morning till night all day long, having some sweets all day, thinking, oh, they're having a little now, a little, you know, in an hour and a little in an hour. And then, but that's keeping it in the blood all the time. They're, you're better off to give them a little bit at once and then be done with it. Um, and then again, of course, watch for their symptoms. When their symptoms increase, you know, and you're wondering, why is my child stimming? Or why do they get so aggressive or irritable? Or why are they putting their hands over their head or rocking? Because these these foods and these these dyes and preservatives and pesticides and all these things in their food can directly affect their behavior as well as core, of course, as their health. Um, you know, if you know gluten is a problem for your child, which it is for all children on the autism spectrum, and really it is for all of us, um, and then, you know, be sure of the ingredients of something before you eat it, because you might think, oh, this is probably okay, and it might really, really not be. Um, it is surprising to uh, read labels and see how much junk can be in something that you maybe, you know, when you first pick, picked it up, you thought it was actually an okay uh, item. And also something else to look for is that sugar is far better than high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup uh, has a lot of uh, bad properties to it, chemicals, it's, uh, it's much sweeter um, and harder on the blood sugar, again, really affecting the blood sugar. Um, and I already mentioned the artificial sweetener aspartame being dangerous, but no, it also kills the good bacteria in your gut, creating as much as three times the obesity of regular sugar drinks. And again, if candy of any kind is tolerable, let your child choose a couple of his favorite pieces of candy on a holiday one or two, limit their intake, and then be done with it. I'm a proponent of finding something healthy, um, you know, to bake or cook that they enjoy. You could even make some healthy cookies that they like so they don't feel left out. And also that, you know, maybe everybody's eating healthier because, you know, we want to be doing it for our kids as well. You know, not just, not just, for our kids, but we also want to be doing it ourselves. It is important to, to know that our kids watch what we're doing and, and think, well, how come mom and dad can have that and I can't, right? So, uh, you know, it is good for everybody to be healthy and we always want to take care of the whole family. And again, noting going as, into, you know, the, the cold and flu season, as they call it, I call it the low vitamin D season. So always remember too, that it's not, not about, um, you know, 
it's not about how shall I say, um, getting shots for anything uh, that can be, you know, harmful too. It's about doing it safely. And vitamin D3 is the best flu fighter out there. We're all deficient in vitamin D, especially in the wintertime. It's low vitamin D season, not just flu season. That's what the cause is really. So again, eating healthy, keeping that immune system strong because we're keeping our gut strong. Also helping to modify our children's behaviors through food and keeping them healthy all year long as well. Anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. I truly want you to enjoy the holidays. Please enjoy yourself and uh, do get the free foods guide that I offer you to help remember what the top seven foods are to avoid and some education, a little bit of education about why with each one, because I know that education is the key and the more understanding and knowledge you have around why you don't want to be doing something helps you understand and make motivates you to take action further with okay this is really bad I really don't want my child to have this instead of oh it's okay you know so get the free foods guide and read up on it share it with friends too please you know share the link anyone is uh, welcome to it it's at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods. Happy, ho happy holidays to you and we'll talk soon. Take care.